Welcome to Time for Hope, a ministry of Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated. Here's your pastor and host, Dr. Frida Cruz. Welcome to Time for Hope. I'm Dr. Frida Cruz, your host, and joining me for the second and concluding week is author and inspirational speaker, Laura Jones, who has written a book titled, Song of a Wounded Heart, subtitled, Regaining Hope and Trust After Personal Tragedy the incredible true life story of a woman who lost everything. In her book, Laura tells the true story of her journey through the loss and grief following the death of her husband and two children in a automobile accident to the hope and peace she received from her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the months that came after the tragic accident that only she survived, Laura struggled to understand why this had happened to her. God patiently sang to her, drawing her gently to his side and daring her to trust him. Stay with us as Laura and I share her story and offer hope to others that are struggling with the tragedies of life. And Laura, to keep our word with our viewers that are joining us again this week for the second week uh, related to your story. Uh, and I'm going to encourage my viewers right at this point to make sure that you get a copy of Laura's book. If you're like me and uh, you won't, you will hardly be able to lay it down. Uh, and let it go uh, of, uh, while you're reading it. She's done a wonderful job of telling her story and you'll get the rest of the story uh, that we, uh, we can't possibly take up uh, on our time on, uh, on uh, Time for Hope. And Laura, we hope we just get loads of uh, requests. Uh, we like to get requests for books because we, we want them to, to get into more of what you went through. But our main purpose is that they can grow uh, in the Lord. They can learn from others. They can grow in the Lord and c come closer to Him. Amen. I want people, I want my story to speak into their story. Yes, I like that. Yes. I like the way you put that. That's a good way to put that. <laughs> uh, that uh, that. And we promised that we would uh, come back with your having a brain concussion, still fuzzy-headed at times, but trying to get the funeral arrangements together, and it hitting you hard that you had to pick out three caskets, which again, uh, reality uh, was there, the reality that you had lost your whole family, uh, your husband, your two children, and you were left. It, it's pretty hard to put words into that period of time in my life. It was difficult to just get up in the morning. It took all day to just take care of the necessary details. I had so many people that helped me, my family, my husband's family circled around me and helped me take care of all of those details. We decided to have two funerals because our hometown and where we were living at the time, there was 400 miles between them. So we did a funeral and buried my family in our hometown where Jay and I both grew up. And then we came to 
our home church, our church where Jay was pastor and did a second service there, a memorial there. It was amazing. It was amazing how uh, for you to uh, agree to all of that. You were more clear-headed, I think, than you realized you were. I think and I just had have, so many know, people helping. And for <laughs> us to have families like that, that's what families are about. Yes. Uh, for you know, and I don't. I hope we our families are that way today with so much going on that's different than it used to be. But I'm I'm thankful you had uh, the. Um, the people that you did. Church family uh, the, does the church that family too. can a church family mm -hmm. can be a wonderful, wonderful gift of God yes. under the such circumstances. Yes. And that's what God intended. When he had, you know, when he had the churches built, uh, when he—that's uh, what he intended a church yes. uh, to be, a church family. Yes. Yes. I don't know what I would have done without the body of Christ, the people, the body of Christ. other believers yes. who prayed for me, who did whatever God told them to do, to minister to me, took care of me, held on to me. Would have been impossible without them. Yes. Now and then after the funeral and and life began to get real again and uh, or more real, I should say. Um, you you begin to think, how in the world am I going to keep keep living and living this life? Uh, with, and you ask that question, how to live life without one soulmate and children. This is what you, you were going to have to learn. Uh, you were going to have to decide whether you were going to uh, do it or not, actually, is what it amounted to. Yes. And if you were going to do it, how were you going to do it? And where were you going to get the help and the guidance and everything uh, that you uh, needed? You said that there are times you yelled. <laughs> yes. And I still say that's okay. Yes. Uh, and that there were times uh, that um, you you were in full trust uh, mm -hmm. of, of the Lord. And I, I would suspect that came through having a Bible handy and finding the promises of God, right? Yes. God did an amazing thing to help me stay in the Word of God. Right before the accident, my husband, also my pastor, began writing a a walk through the Bible, a read through the Bible specifically for our church. And he designed it with, oh my goodness, it was complex. It had four different tracks so that you could choose, if you were new to reading the Bible, you could choose one that just had a few verses a day. Or if you wanted to try to read the whole Bible in a year, you could do that too. Each track was different. And then he got our church started doing that together in September. I thought it was really odd that he wanted to start in September instead of January because, you know, you always have some sort of New Year's resolution in January. And he said, no, I'm sure that God wants us to start now. And after the accident, I understood that because he didn't live till January. So for our church body... It's just like every member of your family knew that something like this was going to happen, but they couldn't have told you what it was going to be. We're talking right. your son yes. from a very early age. Uh, I think he was seven or eight when he first said, I don't want to live on this earth anymore. Yes. 
That's amazing. And how old was he when he was killed? Eleven. Eleven. And then uh, here's your husband uh, knowing that that book needed to go out now, mm -hmm. not later. And God's going to use it after he's gone uh, right. with you. And uh, it, uh, it's amazing. It is amazing when we really come down to what... God can show us or let us know, and we can't explain. We can't even explain how or anything right. about it. But I'll let you finish the story about if, your. If we, we just do it, right? If we just when do he it. urges us, yeah, if we just urges, do it, yeah, do it. Because uh -huh. because we had made that commitment to Jay mm -hmm. to start reading the Bible together, all of us. Mm -hmm. We wanted to keep that promise to him, and that kept us reading the Word. It kept me reading the Word. And those passages were perfect. God answered my questions that I was asking right along as just I read like the next knew, reading. Just like he knew he wasn't going to be there and yes. you were going to need. Another yes. amazing thing I found with your story, uh, Laura, was your two children, as young as they were, how devoted they were to God and how mm -hmm. that's so unusual. I think it's unusual, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they were they knew the Lord. Uh, they made no bones about it, and they were so devoted to him as if, again, God was preparing them for mm -hmm. eternity early. Yes, yes. Jaden would constantly say, I, I don't want to live here. I want to go and live with God. Mm. And it, it was so perplexing to me. And I would ask him, what's so hard about your life here? You know, what, what's bothering you? And he'd say, no, I just want to go live to be with God. The week before the accident, let's see, he died on a Tuesday. So on the Wednesday before, he had an argument with one of his, um, just a friend in the youth department that was older than him. And he said, I'm going to get to heaven before you do. And the older teenager was like, what do I do with this kid? You know, he's just 11 and, and okay, Jaden, you'll get there before me. I mean, he, he had no idea how to respond to him. And then, of course, it just rocked his world when Jaden was right and he was gone the very next week. Same kind of conversation happened with his Sunday school teacher about 10 days before the accident. He told his Sunday school teacher that he wasn't gonna live to be an adult. I don't know how he knew these things. I, I don't know well, if God so talked to him much, in dreams. so much about your life and, uh, and it's found in your book and there's so much about your life that is un what I would think is unusual. That's uh, true. And you need to be telling the story and that's what you're doing with your inspirational speaking tours and uh, so forth. So whatever God does in our in our lives, we are to share with others. Right. And you're, you're doing a great job. You did a great job with the book and you're doing a great job and you have some unusual uh, stories uh, to tell. Then, um, the reality of the loss really began to sink in. And um, that uh, you even said you had some dreams through which God communicated. I kind of questioned that, but uh, you said you did. God can use dreams to communicate uh, with us. And you were moving into what we've already said, a new normal. And that brought, brought loneliness, didn't it? 
Uh, and it brought uh, some hard decisions. But one of the things, and we're gonna, we've got to go out on break, one of the things it appears that you did was you stayed with God in that Word. Yes. And that's what we would encourage all, all people to do going through this kind of thing, right? Yes. All right. And it's time for a break, and we'll be right back. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and informed her that she would become the mother of God's son, she was naturally surprised and shaken. The surprise was not that the Christ was finally coming, but that she was chosen to bear him. The faithful people of God knew the Messiah was coming. They had God's promise that a deliverer would come, and they waited. They knew he would come through Abraham's lineage, they did not know when and who the lucky virgin would be. Mary and the parents of John the Baptist, the shepherds, the wise men, Simeon and Anna, the prophetess, all knew God had kept his promise. The Messiah had come. No other baby has changed the course of history and the hearts of people like this baby. He was God in the flesh. Imagine that. God coming to live like one of us. Why? So that we could become like him. The Son of God became the Son of Man so that sons of men might become sons of God. Has the Messiah entered your world? Has this Christmas season delivered all that it has promised? Or are you left with a sense of betrayal? The Christ child came that there might be peace on earth and peace in your heart, but you must believe God's promises concerning him. If you do not have the peace of God, Jesus Christ himself, in your heart, why don't you make room for him in your life right now? His invitation and promise to you is, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He will deliver what he promises. Look from the manger to the cross and then to the empty tomb and claim the peace that can be yours at this Christmas season.
As I always say, thanks for staying with us on Time for Hope as Laura and I continue and we will be concluding our discussion related to her book or out of her book, Song of a Wounded Heart. And um, so, Laura, we're going to pick up where we're going to try to pick up where we left off because there's so, so much subtitle uh, to your book. But um, you use the idea of music and song and God singing to you throughout your book. That is such an unusual approach. Uh, and I think God will be using that uh, I have no doubt in my mind he'll be using that and telling other people, uh, you know, ways that God can and does communicate uh, yes. with us. It's always through his word, though, yes. always through the scriptures, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, so forth. So, um, in fact, uh, we're, uh, we're at a point that uh, you've, you're reaching that new normal uh, that we've talked about. And I'm going to quote something out of your book, okay? Okay. You, you say, step by step, I began to understand what God truly desires from me, a daily relationship with Him. I say, amen, amen, <laughs> amen. Uh, and uh, it that's the way we are to live with God. Not just when we need Him or want something. We need a we need a daily relationship with the Lord God of heaven and earth. When He has loved us enough to send His Son to die and arise again and be with Him interceding for us, those of us that turn to Him at the right hand of the Father, that uh, we are to live and walk in a daily relationship with Him. The enjoyment of His presence. A lot of people don't understand the presence of God. And you, we can understand and realize, even in our worship services on Sunday morning at my church right now, we're going through a, re, a revival, what I call a revival. And God's presence is so strong. Uh, and it's not hard to identify either. And it can be true personally. You're agreeing with yes. me, aren't you? Yes. Uh, the enjoyment of His presence sustains me, though I cannot physically see Him yet. Uh, one day I will walk to the throne room door. This is your hope. This is what God did to encourage you and be welcomed into the presence of the King. Uh, what a glorious day. My present encouragement comes in knowing He's yours. Uh, and we can know that. We can know that. Praise the Lord. When I lose sight of Him and seek something more, uh, I lose the very essence of joy. Uh, his daily presence, daily presence, brings the meaningful life I desire. And you found it. You found that life, haven't you? Yes. There's no doubt yes. in your mind. And I can tell from the ending in your book that you have found that meaning, meaningful uh, life. And But then there was also not just um, a new normal. There, there was a new identity. You were no longer a wife. And you still are not a wife, right? Right. Uh, you were no longer a mother. And uh, these kind of identified you, right? A pastor's wife uh, and uh, so forth. So you said, you said that you learned to live out your grief um, out loud. 
In other words, you, you stopped staying away from it. You started telling people about it and letting them know how you felt, didn't you? Yes. And I would have encouraged that had I been your counselor, okay? Um, so you say healing is allowing joy to enter a heart of pain. You've come up with some of the just wonderful things that they'll miss if they don't get um, a copy of your book. And uh, so um, you eventually you took a, a, a position in a church to work, didn't you? Because did. you, you were used to that, weren't you? Mm -hmm. You want to tell about that? I moved back to my hometown in liberal Kansas where I live today and took a position at my home church and First Baptist Church there. I did that for three years. That was a big turning point in my life. It was moving away from Miami, Oklahoma was kind of like moving out of a cocoon where I was safe and protected and the people were taking care of me. And moving to Liberal, of course, there were plenty of people there who loved me. My family was there, my husband's family was there. But it was a choice to figure out what life was supposed to look like. That was a very, very difficult three years of my life. That was where a great deal of the wrestling came on of choosing to be happy that I was alive here on this earth and didn't get so to go you with them. you like your little boy, your son. You, want, you, you actually reached a point you wanted to live on this earth, not just <laughs> Eventually right I then, did, right? yes, but I was like him for quite some time. Well, I still am. I long for that day. Yes, of but, course. But I have had to learn to enjoy the life God has given me mm -hmm. instead of just wanting to mm -hmm. be finished and with I, the life I God has given me. I believe that would please God. I do believe that would please yes. God because he had us pass this passage. This We go through this passage here on earth before mm -hmm. we get to be, spend eternity right. uh, with him. And another thing uh, that I think is so good uh, that you referred to grief as a cross. We are all called. Jesus even said it, didn't it? If you're mm -hmm. gonna follow me, take up your cross and follow me. And there are many times throughout life that we take up that cross, as it were, mm -hmm. and uh, follow the Lord. Cross of grief and our pain. Mm -hmm. So you talk about the cross of grief, you talk about the face of grief. Tell me about that. Well, Grieving is so painful. It changes everything about us, right? It, it shows on our face. It's etched on our face. And yet, if we allow healing to come for that grief, it does not mean that we stop hurting because I will never stop hurting for my children. I'll never stop hurting for this loss. But if we allow joy or God, God's joy, God's peace to enter into our heart too, then we'll find our face lifting back and we'll find you light back in our eyes. You smile throughout our two, uh, you know, our two shows and you've learned to smile again. Yes. Uh, we're getting close to an end and I, wanna, I want to go to the word faith that sustains you throughout this, that uh, faith is, uh, is not something we can see. 
uh, and it's not, not always something we can feel, uh, but we have a scripture that I want our viewers to hear as, as we go out about your story, okay? Isaiah 40 and verse 31, remember it? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And you say, hope waits for you. His name is Jesus. Amen. He is the one who can teach your heart to sing again. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise the Lord, Laura, um, that um, God has done such a marvelous, marvelous uh, work in your heart and life. And you're yes. so, so graciously sharing it and so excitedly <laughs> sharing it with other people. It's been a great, it's just been great having you come and share your story on uh, time for hope. Thank and you. we pray the Lord will continue doing what he's already been doing uh, and has done in your heart and life. And um, I encourage you uh, to um, make sure that you get a copy of Laura's book. And I have a couple of things to share from a couple of viewers. And the first one is, Dear Dr. Frieda, I enjoy the Time for Hope program so very much. Thank you for that. I watch it each Sunday morning at 8 30, and that's the time it comes on here actually in our area. May God bless you. And then I have one that is an, a prayer request. Dear Dr. Frieda, please pray for my son. He has bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. He has been in and out of hospitals and jails since he was young. He improves when on medication, but stops taking them when he feels better. He needs salvation and deliverance. And be assured, we've already taken this prayer to our Heavenly Father. And if you have one to share with us, be assured, we'll do the same thing uh, with yours. We invite you to send in your uh, prayer request. And then the, the final thing is that I would encourage you to do is to make sure you join us again next week on Time for Hope. Thank you for watching Time for Hope, a ministry of Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated. We offer a free fact sheet with more information on today's topic. Call or write us to get your copy today. The resource we are offering this week is available for a donation of at least $10 to the Time for Hope ministry. Any additional donation you wish to send will be greatly appreciated. Call us at 800 669-9133. Write us at Post Office Box 2169, Spartanburg, South Carolina, 29304. Or visit our website at timeforhope.org. As we continue to give out messages of hope, a financial gift of any amount to support the Time for Hope ministry will be greatly appreciated. When you send us a gift, you are joining in the ministry to which God has called us, and we greatly appreciate your teaming up with us in extending God's kingdom. Call us at 800-669-9133. We also encourage you to look for Dr. Frieda's scriptural devotionals on our Time for Hope TV ministry Facebook page, joining with the many others who are already appreciating them. 
Also, Dr. Frieda has taught on subjects such as grief and loss, marriage and prayer, which can be purchased in booklet form by calling us or visiting our website, timeforhope.org. Until next time, have a great week, and remember, it is time for hope.